Hello, everyone, and welcome to Toronto Rock Total Access. I am Mike Hancock. We've got a great show for you today, a lot to talk about. But most importantly, we are going to have a first-time guest on the program this week, and that is none other than Toronto Rock rookie Mr. Electricity, Phil Mazuka will be joining us. He has made quite an impact on this team in a short amount of time, coming in as a rookie, a former second-round pick of the team a couple of years ago. And he's made his impact felt, like I said, in a big, big way already. Remove the practice tag. He is on the active roster here as we go forward down the stretch. We've got a ton of stuff to go over that we'll do so in the back half of the show, talking about some of the milestones coming up, obviously, with Dangerous Dan Dawson this weekend. we got Kids Night info and more info on what's to come. We'll talk a little bit about our experience at Trade Center with Challen Rogers earlier this week. Lots to stay tuned for, but right now, let's jump right into our interview with number 14 Toronto Rock rookie, Phil Mazuka. Welcome back to Toronto Rock Total Access. I'm Mike Hancock, along with first-time guest on the podcast, Toronto Rock rookie, Phil Mazuka. Cheers, Amber. Thanks for having me. Excited to be on here. All right. I'm looking forward to this as uh, I just teed this up with you before we started recording that there are some some pretty high expectations <laughs> for this interview, Phil. We've, uh, we've been told that you're going to be quite entertaining on here, so I don't, I'm not going to give you an open mic here or anything, but... Uh, just so you know, there's some uh, some high expectations coming your way. But right. uh, uh, I think part of the reason for that is because you've kind of grown up around this place. Yeah, definitely. I'm, I mean, I was here when the facility was built, and I've kind of just grown up around the whole organization. Like, we had uh, season tickets and everything like that growing up. So going to games when I was little up until now, playing for the team, it's pretty pretty cool. Happy to be here. And of course, you've known Jamie and his family for yeah. a long time. Yeah, They're good long friends time. with uh, all of his sons, I'm sure, at yeah. some uh, different level. But uh, what's that been like going from, hey, this is one of your buddy's dads? Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> to now he's your uh, your general manager as your professional lacrosse career begins. Um, honestly, it was kind of a pretty cool experience because uh, obviously growing up with Josh, Luke, and Jake. Um, we've grown like pretty tight over the years. So being able to have, uh, Jamie as that kind of that overseeing figure made it, um, a lot more comfortable for me jumping into the league and into the organization. That's good. That, it, it's pretty cool because I mean, I can remember you running around here right. and playing with Josh and stuff like yeah. that back, uh, in Causing the days. Trouble. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you also had the benefit of being coached, you know, in minor by right. some pretty good players you know yeah. that have come through the rock organization but yeah. you know oakville guys um or guys that were in the area but maybe you could talk a little bit about that and some of those influences because i mean garrett billings i think was your yeah, coach garrett billings and- um patty merrill blaine manning uh throughout uh throughout minor there for a while yeah that was unbelievable uh, garrett was probably um i want to say that probably one of the biggest influences on me is kind of the guy who uh, gave me the confidence to, well, back when we wouldn't play offense, defense, he was kind of the guy who gave me the confidence to run the floor and actually shoot the ball and try and um, produce a little bit offensively as well. So, yeah, it was definitely really cool having having those guys to look up to uh, throughout my early career. I'm sure anybody listening to that will not be shocked to hear that Garrett Billings 
wanted you to shoot the ball. Yeah, no. <laughs> shoot, shoot, shoot. You know, it's shoot, shoot, shoot. Yeah. Shoot. I thing. believe his uh, his kind of mantra was, I think it would shoot till you get hot. Right? Yeah, 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 pretty much. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I worked for him. Yeah. Doesn't work as well for me sometimes, but I guess that's because I don't really get too many shots. I don't know. But um, I mean, this year for you has been uh, probably – a pretty rapid ascent, I would say, from sure. coming in as uh, as rookie. We're coming off of COVID. Yeah. Things haven't been really tra- traditional in terms of your uh, your path to training camp, all that kind of stuff. You yeah. make the team and kind of start on the practice roster. Some injuries happen, and they always seem to kind of go in a very similar kind of fashion where <laughs> we sometimes have people walking by our oh, really? studio here. Yes. Um, Just give me a hard time. But, but I mean, it, it's uh, it's one of those things where practice roster guys get to play, right? right? So what were your expectations here when you came into training camp and, and making the practice roster? You know, did you think like, hey, you know, maybe I'll get in a game here or there? Or, or what were your expectations when you were coming into camp this year? Well, um, after uh, going into camp um, – I like the ultimate goal is to make the team. And then once I secured a practice roster sh- spot, um, like I, I'm, I'm the kind of, like, I'm never satisfied with anything that I do. I always want to, um, to get better and be better. So after I secured that practice roster spot, the next goal was to get into a game and then to, to stay in a game and to hopefully, um, uh, get a active roster spot for the rest of the season. Um, so, so far it seems like it's going pretty well. I've, I've been, uh, been lucky enough to, to get into several games in a row here and just trying to keep uh, keep that bar high and uh, don't don't give anybody a reason to to sit me down and then when we go back to basically last weekend's kind of uh roster deadline right you have the practice tag removed right you're going into the stretch which yeah. which means you're on the active roster right, here exactly. going down the stretch i mean what did that mean to you when Jamie told you that that was going down? That was pretty unbelievable. Like like I said, uh, that was that was a goal after I'd got into a game and then and then stayed in them week after week. So it was just unbelievable to to reach one of those goals that um, I set up for myself at the beginning of the season. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been certainly interesting to watch your progression here through from training camp and and to what's happened. And you know, I think it was after the Buffalo game, and I brought this up to Jamie a, a couple of weeks ago when uh, when he was on the show as well. But you know, like. Tom Schreiber's doing his post-game interview and yeah. says Phil Mazuka was our best player tonight. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. That was, <laughs> that was pretty cool. Like, I, I, did you see that? Did you, you yeah, that? Yeah, my parents were watching the game live and, and told me about it, and then I went back and watched the recording. And, yeah, it was, it was pretty awesome to have one of the best players in the world uh, say that about me for sure. Um, just, again, just an unbelievable um, experience, and I, I – I, I was pretty speechless as, as after watching that. So, and, and what's it been like in terms of you know some of these older guys that you probably did grow up watching that uh, you know aren't that old necessarily because really? you're, right, you're right. one of the young younger yeah, guys in the I league know. in general. Yeah. Um, but who are those guys that have kind of perhaps taken you under your wing or well, Dan, or maybe give yeah. you a bit of a hard time? I don't yeah, know. Dan Dawson. He gives me just the the hardest time in the world. I I can't believe I have to talk to that guy all the time. It's ridiculous. But no, I I grew up uh, I grew up watching Dan a ton. I grew up going to his camp. I think he still has um, a record of my one of my camp registrations from like 07 or 08. It's like Phil Mazuka, seven years old, like 65 pounds or whatever it was. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, but just just being able to share the floor with him and, and kind of learn 
learn from him and, and get in the gym has been amazing for sure. Did you have a particular welcome to the NLL moment? Like everybody talks about this. Was it, you know, running out, getting introduced for the first time? Was it getting hit? Was it a, a, a certain play, anything like that, that you were like, wow, I'm, I'm here? Or? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, it was there was one that wasn't even actually in a game when it was during training camp. It was our first, uh, it was a one-on-one or two-on-two drill, and I just got absolutely torched. <laughs> I think it was, it was, I think it was actually Chow. He was uh, on O for the day, and he just, like, fake one underneath, spun, beat me over top, and it was just like, I, I, like, I actually almost fell down. It was crazy. <laughs> and then, yeah, obviously, uh, obviously running out um, with fans again, running, running on the floor there was, was really cool as well. And, you know, you just mentioned Chow there, and I just start to think, you know, how much that you were around here during the pandemic yeah. and had the chance to work out with guys yeah. and put in that time. Like, that's another experience that, you know, you could probably look around the whole league and there's not many guys that, right. that, that rookies coming into the league that would have gotten that experience. But what did that teach you about being a pro and what it was going to take, even just physically, like strength-wise, to compete with these guys when you're in there in the gym working beside them coming out here and shooting and all that kind of stuff like what did that whole experience teach you about getting prepared for this season um it, it taught me that the off floor stuff is just as important as the on floor for sure i'm a guy who's constantly in the gym and and constantly working off the floor as well um and i guess for a lot of people covid was obviously it was like an awful experience like it was wasn't fun uh, being locked in your houses and stuff like that. But I was, or we were fortunate enough to have this facility that we were able to come use, and and I think that I use it to my advantage and um, was in here as much as possible. Me and Chell always push each other in the gym and stuff, which is really nice. And he kind of also took me under his wing and uh, and and showed me what it what it takes to to crack the roster and and secure an active roster spot. Well, I can tell you that. You were turning heads of, of staff around here even because I'd have guys coming in like from the ticket office going, have you seen Mizuka lately? He's jacked. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, well, that's good. I guess he's, he's learning. He's seeing all these guys around him, seeing how big and, and strong you kind of need to, yeah. to get to to be able to compete because the league has changed a ton even in the last five years, but for sure in the last 10 years yeah. where, you know, guys are in incredible shape. Yeah, you now. have to be now. For sure. And like, um, I guess, so I was, my draft year was, I was 2020, I want to September 2020. So that summer um, prior to that is, was the first initial um, shutdown or whatever. So um, even I wasn't on the team yet as well. So I, I wasn't um, able to use this place for that summer. And I kind of just cracked down on my own. I uh, worked with Sammy English's dad a, a ton that summer as well. Um, and just try to like soak up as much information as I can in terms of like the best ways to work out, like the, mo the most efficient ways to um, translate the off floor stuff to, to um, performing on the floor. And, and uh, over the course of the next, whatever, 18 months, again, just working hard in the gym with, with child and the rest of the guys, I, I think uh, really benefited me for this year. Now you mentioned uh, Sam English there, and of course the Oakville Rock right. drafted uh, yeah. Sam on the weekend. Yeah. They also drafted another friend. Yeah, oh yeah, was, uh, oh yeah. <laughs> third overall on Josh Dowick to to switch gears quickly to just for a moment here to some summer lacrosse. Yeah. Uh, excited for this summer to possibly I, play with Josh Dowick yeah, and some I'm, of those boys. I'm absolutely pumped. It's going to be a hoot. 
I'm, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm def- definitely excited, ready to go. My phone was ringing off the hook the other day after the draft. So it seems like, uh, we're going to have absolutely zero fun. I think the whole summer, <laughs> I was going to say, is this going to be a good thing for everybody? <laughs> like, I don't think we're going to have any fun. No, I think it's going to be no. tough for right. sure. Yeah, okay. I'm actually really upset about it. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll try to make it somehow. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's shift back to just talk a little bit about uh, what's coming up ahead for this uh, Toronto rock club. Uh, a big opportunity sitting at eight and four now winners right. of six of the last seven and going into uh, a home and home with uh with the georgia swarm right. here and then a back-to-back against san diego where the team hasn't had to really go through this right. uh to this point but uh you know what are you looking for you know i mean lyle thompson's right. a right-handed shooter you're mm-hmm. a left-handed defender yeah. are you yeah. thinking about that at all <laughs> i'm thinking about it for sure um I also well when Tommy when Tommy's here for practice I'm also uh, dean up another one of the best guys in the league and then we also have Dan obviously Chow and um, and Robbie on that side so I think I'm I'm as prepared as I can be um, I've been put up against guys like Tom Crawford Dane Smith all season and um, and we've gotten wins on both of those occasions so I'm. I think I think I'm ready to go. I'm not not really too concerned about it. Just gonna try and uh, stick to my game and don't get beat underneath or over top <laughs> or beat period. <laughs> or beat period. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so what? Is, I mean, I've also heard a lot of the guys just talking about like the spark that you brought to the lineup, the energy, right? And I think a lot of successful teams right. you'll see you'll have like a veteran laden group, and then yeah. suddenly this young guy will get injected <laughs> in. Maybe you don't really. You're not really expecting that he's going to play a big role coming in, and then it's like, oh man, like he he has just injected something into this team and given us a little extra juice. Is that, you know, do do you find yourself doing that? Th- is it just something that has come naturally? To I, th- you I think I've kind of uh, taken on that role a little bit. I'm I I'm I think I'm a pretty high energy guy. I get, I get pretty fired up on the bench there when we make big plays or big hits or Billy gets drags somebody into the corner and beats the crap out of him. <laughs> I'm allowed to say that, yeah. but, um, yeah, yeah. I think I've just kind of, um, embraced that role and, uh, I'd love to see it. If yeah. that's, if that's what I have to do, that's what I'm going to do. As long as we get the win, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. That's, that's truth. Yeah. That's the truth. That's the truth. All right, Phil. Um, sometimes I like to wrap these interviews up by taking it away from lacrosse too, and just asking guys what they're watching, what they're doing away from the rank, that kind of stuff. So I know like, you know, the guys at the house and stuff, Rosie, Child, like these guys are dialed into shows and all that kind of stuff. Are you are you one of those guys? That- I am I am one of those guys. Rosie, uh Rosie likes the he's a big bachelor guy. He loves the the reality T V and all that stuff. I've been uh, I've been into the drive to survive recently. Okay, yeah, yeah. F one stuff. Yeah. stuff, yeah. Just it just started last night actually. I watched the the past season, so it just started on the fourth season last night. Yeah. It looks pretty good. Would definitely recommend it. <laughs> Gets your blood boiling. There's also a fair bit of comedy thrown in there, so can't complain. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much it for the moment. Um, just came off a of bye week, so obviously I uh, did some did some fun. Try to fit some fun stuff in there. Um, went skiing. Uh, went to visit some friends. Uh, so yeah, it's been it's been a good week. Um, what about you? Do you have any, any, uh, any, any shows wow. or anything going on? <laughs> Switching it up. Yeah. Here. Um, the wife and I were big, uh, big brother fans. Okay. So big brother Canada. I know some people are a little, maybe not quite as warm to I've big never, brother Canada. I've versus... never personally been on, uh, a, 
been on the Big Brother team, but uh, at all. No, I've I've really? never really got into it. I don't know. Josh tried to get me into it a bunch, actually. It's just yeah. I don't I don't just never stuck for me. But it's good. If you the, if you like it, that's all that matters. The, <laughs> the Big Brother Canada is pretty good. I think a lot of people don't give it time because it's just not it's not quite the same as the American edition, but it's still good. Uh, Survivor, a staple, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, honestly. I haven't had a lot of time to dive in too much. There was that, um, God, I can't remember the one. Chal actually recommended it uh, a few few uh, weeks ago on the show. We got into it. Um, it was that. Uh, it was on Netflix. It was the one where um, the, oh, goes through the old videotapes. Uh, oh, I thought no, I thought I you were can't remember say what else. the heck it's called. There's Air, it's something like eighty one. I can't remember what it is. There's the the too hot to handle one. That one's always yeah, well. That's stupid. a lot that's, different than that that's one. yeah. That's good. That one's always always fun. <laughs> Throw that on. Yeah, we we've actually gone through uh, the circle, which is very similar to Big Brother, I guess, okay. except that they're not like actually. That's the one where like you're on other. on there's yeah, like the screen like, or whatever yeah, like texting each other. Yeah, that's all they do. Yeah, weird. Yeah, and they somehow weird. build these relationships yeah. over a couple of weeks. But one of the contestants a couple of years ago was one of the ones that I think was on that too hot to too hot to handle. Yeah, yeah, it's possible. Yeah, I'm not. I've never. I've never got into the circle. But no, <laughs> too too hot to handle uh, definitely draws the eyes yeah. for sure. So I want to go back to the F1 thing because I think it's interesting. You, you, you've heard like a lot of NHL guys um, dialed right into it and everything. Yeah, it's like, awesome. Were you like? I guess I probably know the answer to this, but like, were you an F1 guy at all before? Yeah. The show? Yeah. My parents are Italian. My dad's a big Ferrari guy. Okay. So I've been kind of not like I've been, a, I've been aware of, of the sport for a long time. Um, yeah. So it's just kind of cool to see that they actually came out with a Netflix series about it. So my next question to that is, are you actually watching the races now or you're still? Just- yeah, I, I like I do when I can. They're pretty early Sunday yeah. mornings. It's usually a pretty tough wake up. <laughs> so I don't often get to, to too many of them, especially yeah. if we're, we're winning games, which we have been. Yeah. Um, but definitely I'm, I'm watching more of the races yeah. than in the past for sure. Because that's been the interesting thing to me. I think we've seen a little bit of it uh, with, I guess, what, Lewis Hamilton and Yeah, yeah. Verstappen. Yeah. yeah. Um, that that seemed to be a big story um, last year, I guess, a little yeah. bit. But um, that was always kind of my interesting because I haven't been able to get into it. I think I watched one episode, maybe the first season or something, and I just I, I wasn't too engaged by it, to be honest with you. But mm-hmm. I, I do want to give it another shot. But that was where I was wondering where how many people are actually, you know, turning over to actually becoming fans of the yeah. races, or are they more fans of the show? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like um, I feel like there's a fair bit of both. Like I know. Um, I got a few buddies who like started watching it and and now are w- literally wake up at whatever six seven a.m. and watch every single race every Sunday, um, which is pretty crazy. But then like it, I guess it depends on your schedule or whatever. But it's pretty it's definitely pretty cool to see like the uh, the insides of what actually goes on behind the scenes and like all the altercations between like the team principals and like the actual drivers it takes uh, kind of takes the whole road rage thing to a whole new level, which is pretty <laughs> jokes. <laughs> That's good stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, Phil, thanks a lot for joining us on the podcast here today. And uh, hopefully we've uh, lived up to the expectations in some way. From Absolutely. The boss. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. Appreciate All it. All right. That was Phil Mazuka, Defender, Rookie Defender with the Toronto Rock. We'll take a short break and wrap it up in just a moment. Back to 
wrap things up here on Toronto Rock Total Access. Thanks a lot to Phil Mazuka for joining us, and uh, can't wait to have him back on the program again in the future. Great job, Phil, in guest spot number one here on Toronto Rock Total Access. So I did promise to fill you in a little bit on uh, our appearance on TSN Trade Center earlier this week with Challen Rogers. He was live in studio. James Duthie, TSN legend, hosting the segment. Gino Retta, TSN legend, uh, deciding he was going to strap on the pads and get in goal to face shots in studio while he was doing desk work, stripped down from the suit, got into the pads, and if you tuned in later in the day, back in the suit later on and on the desk hosting the panels and, and all that kind of stuff. So this guy... Uh, 61 years old, I believe, and still going incredibly strong as one of those original pillars of TSN uh, way back. I believe he joined the network in 1988 and uh, has been a big part of things ever since at TSN. Uh, But he was there. And then Lindsay Hamilton, former McMaster lacrosse star, decided that she was going to also fire some shots at Gino Retta. And that was the whole premise of the segment was that Trevor Zegras, of course, and all these lacrosse goals, right, um, that have been scored this year and uh, in hockey. And it's funny, Chalm made the comment during the segment that, yeah, there's all kinds of lacrosse goals scored in lacrosse. We just don't call them lacrosse goals. So um, that was kind of funny during the segment with James Duffy. But, uh, yeah, so I guess Lindsay made the comment about her playing lacrosse previously at McMaster. So they decided that this would be one of the segments as they, they do come up with little bits throughout the day to kind of fill the time on TSN Trade Center. We're all familiar with that. That's nothing new to anybody. We've all seen it before. But um, So that was pretty cool. So originally they just wanted to borrow a few things, some equipment, a net, um, and do the segment. And then I kind of threw out like, Hey, maybe we can get a player involved in this. And then, uh, we got Toronto rock captain, Challen Rogers involved in the event. And, uh, the rest is kind of history. It was a, a pretty great day. We showed up, uh, just afternoon to get ready for the segment, went in, did a little COVID test, uh, <laughs> kind of hung out, uh, in their cafeteria for a few minutes. We're all clear there. And then, um, you know, we're basically just hanging out on the set, watching the guys break trades and, and, uh, kind of chirp each other. It was pretty awesome to see all the guys working together behind the scenes of the show and how it is just, a it's like a, a bunch of good, good friends getting along and, and talking about hockey. It's a pretty cool setup there. And they've got a, everybody seems to have a really great relationship with one another at TSN. And I can't say enough about the staff there. They were so friendly, so accommodating with us. Um, really, like, took some time to get to know Challen and and a little bit about The Rock. And a big, big thank you to Lindsay Hamilton. She was awesome as well. Took some time, like I said, to, to get to know Chal a little bit and get to know a little bit more about The Rock. And uh, hopefully we're going to see Lindsay and some other TSM folks down at some Rock games here down the stretch and, and into the playoffs. So, um, anyways, from there, after we watched Trade Center for a little bit in the main studio... Uh, you'll notice that we went off into uh, another studio that's located literally kind of right around the corner from there and started to rehearse, got Gino into the pads, as you may have seen on our uh, Instagram story with uh, Gino getting in there and getting into the pads. And and literally, he started out in his suit, left for two seconds, came back with the goalie pants on, Chow helped him into the uh, into the leg pads, and then still with the... The, uh, the dress shirt on, then finally just tore that thing off, fired the other pads on and, you know, totally geared down and got right into it in the middle of doing a national broadcast. So super impressed with all that. And he wanted to throw on his old uh, Archer's Ear Bay 
style goalie helmet as he called it and that was pretty cool they had the the Geno cam going on top of it so that was pretty cool to see too so it, it was an awesome experience down there and uh something that we're just so happy to be a part of and you know what overall it puts across on the national stage and we all want to talk about growing the game all the time i think that's something awesome where it gets it in front of uh, some eyeballs that perhaps are always focused on the NHL and, and maybe don't have uh, consuming NLL content or games uh, as a part of their regular sports diet. So pretty cool to be involved in all that. And again, I just I can't say thank you enough to all the TSM folks who um, who helped us put that together and got us involved and and just treated us uh, completely first class throughout the whole day. So thank you very much to all the folks at TSN and uh, you know, they've been awesome to work with again through the broadcast relationship this year too. And, and all those doors that it's open for the league. So a uh, big tip of the cap, uh, stick tap, whatever you want to say. Um, awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I know one of the coolest things and I don't know if Challen wants me to share this, but just when Challen walked out of the studio, when we were done and walked out the front doors of the building and the guy, couldn't have had a bigger smile on his face and was just so fired up and his phone was blowing up everybody that had just seen him on uh, on trade center so that was that was a cool moment for me having done this job in in pr and communications with the team for a long time just to see that you know our guys aren't always in the national spotlight they're not always on the big stage and trade center is one of the biggest television days in sports in the country really when you when you sit back and think about it and, you know, for, for one of our guys to get to experience that was awesome. Like it was just, it was just awesome. So that was a personal great moment for me getting to see, uh, just see how happy it made child really. I mean, just to kind of, you know, black and white it there was that, uh, he had an awesome time. So that was, uh, that was our day at trade center. And then, uh, obviously we chopped everything up, got it out on social and you can still dive back into it uh, on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook and, and check out the segment there if you missed it, which uh, from all the uh, analytics and whatnot, all that fun stuff behind it, it doesn't look like too many of you probably missed it. So uh, watch it again. It was good. It was fun. And it got lacrosse out there uh, in front of some new eyeballs, hopefully, or some eyeballs that maybe, uh, you know, like I said, aren't always dialed into it. So that was cool. Coming up this weekend, a huge, huge weekend, a game that is very important in the standings. Georgia's been red hot. They've won the last three games, had a big comeback against Albany. Uh, first half where it looked like their offense was sputtering, and then, boom, they just start scoring, and Lyle Thompson just shows you why he's Lyle Thompson <laughs> and just uh, started filling the net and really keyed that comeback, and Craig Wendy comes in and, and gives them the goaltending they needed to get that uh, win and comeback victory three in a row. So, they are uh, hot on the heels of the Toronto Rock. Just one game back in the win column. Not quite the same story in the loss column, but they've got seven wins. Toronto's got eight wins. So this is a big one for both teams. The Rock still going into the weekend, eight and four. Halifax, eight and three. So only a half game back there. And Buffalo and Halifax with a couple of games coming up head-to-head as well. So these East Division standings could look very, very different come Monday of next week after this weekend of uh, – really big East division matchups here in the next little bit. The stretch drive is, is huge. And, uh, the rock have their work cut out for them because, you know, you don't play outside of your division often at all. The rock have played Vancouver and the other game outside the division will be against San Diego, who happened to be the top team in the West. That's coming up on April 2nd, minor lacrosse night. Tickets are still available. Get them now. Toronto rock.com. But 
This weekend, dangerous Dan Dawson is on the verge of setting some huge milestones. Of course, he didn't end up playing in Vancouver, so he's back on the active roster, and he's got that chance to break those records this weekend. So by just pulling on the jersey on Saturday night and stepping on the floor, he will officially play game number 307 in the National Lacrosse League, which will break the long-standing record of 306, currently co-held by Dan Dawson and John Tavares. So that will be one record that will fall just by the game starting. And then Dan Dawson right now is sitting at 933 assists. If he has two assists in the game, it'll go to 935, which will also pass JT for number one on the all-time assist lead. So you want to make sure that you get into your seat early because the Toronto Rock do plan to honor Dan Dawson with a pregame ceremony to recognize the game's played record. Um, Again, that will start prior to the game, so we want to make sure everybody's in their seat to, uh, you know, recognize Dan. I mean, this guy is an amazing ambassador for the game. Anybody who's been around here around the track and has seen Dan working with the kids and and all the other stuff he does here and and just the pure enjoyment he gets out of the game, uh, it's unbelievable. He is a tremendous ambassador for the game, and he's somebody that just deserves this recognition. It's an incredible accomplishment to get this point in his career, and we can't wait to you know, give this guy his due. And it's one of those things, super humble guy. And he has talked about how, you know, he's, he's not real focused on it. And, you know, he's looking forward to getting through this and, and focusing on hopefully trying to pursue a championship here in Toronto. But let's face it, this is awesome. Like just to be a part of this, this is, this is history. Like um, anybody who loves the game, follows the game and has come across Dan Dawson at any time and, in his lengthy lacrosse career, not only in the NLL, but otherwise playing summer ball and and whatnot, minor lacrosse, junior A, all that kind of stuff. He's just an awesome dude. And um, we hope we fill that building for him on Saturday night to witness history. And we got to remind everybody, it's an early five o'clock start. So you're going to want to make sure you get to the arena. Obviously, even earlier, you're going to miss the start of the game. But we do want to make sure everybody's in their seat, like I said. Uh, So five o'clock start time on Saturday. If you can't be there, make sure you watch the game on TSN as this will be a nationally broadcast game on Saturday night at 5 o'clock. And I haven't even mentioned what else is going on, but it's also kids' night. We still have the BOGO offer. Buy one adult ticket, get one ticket, one kid's ticket free. That offer is only available through Ticketmaster.ca. So if you want to get in on that, you want to do that quickly, the lower bowl is closing in on being sold out as we're recording this. But things are definitely trending in that direction and we'll be making an announcement later in the week should that happen but right now if you want a seat in the lower bowl make sure you get out there get to ticketmaster.ca get your seats for this saturday's game five o'clock georgia swarm in town lyle thompson former nll mvp going head-to-head with tom schreiber two of the best goal scorers in the game and let's not forget shane jackson Recent NLL MVP is in the house. Rob Hellyer, finalist for the NLL MVP award in uh, in in 2019-2020. This is this is an unbelievable matchup, and I think Georgia sometimes flies under the radar a little bit. But this is this has got storylines all over it, and I know some people around here kind of rattle my cage a little bit about how much I love to chase the storylines, but this has got everything. Some of the best players in the game going head to head and Dan Dawson's milestones. And there's, there's a lot of other players that you'll see 
could be knocking off personal milestones, points milestones, games played milestones, all that kind of stuff this weekend. And uh, if if all things uh, come to fruition, we'll obviously be highlighting those on social. So you want to keep your eyes peeled on that. But uh, this is just teeing up to be an awesome weekend with a big crowd and a massive, massive NLL historical moment or two. With the emphasis on two, he needs two assists to break that second record on Saturday night being the NLL assist record. Both record uh, records that Dan Dawson will potentially be breaking are currently held by John Tavares. So this is this has just got history written all over it. So we're looking forward to it. Cannot wait. So if you want to get your tickets now, it is also autograph night. So after the game, have the kids stick around. You will need to wear a mask if you're coming down for the autograph session. We do limit things to one item per person to get signed, and you'll need to go through there and just make sure you wear a mask, and it'll be awesome. The guys love autograph night, and uh, it'll truly be a special evening as well to, to possibly just say hello to some of your rock favorites. So it is, uh, it's something awesome that's coming up. We obviously haven't been able to do it in a couple of years because of, uh, well, literally not playing. Um, so we're, we're happy that, uh, things have improved in the world enough to the point where we can put on an event like this for the fans. So we're really looking forward to that engagement. So get your tickets now. We're also going to have some other stuff going on in the concourse, uh, for kids that we'll be highlighting on social as we go along this week. It is, uh, it's a jam packed night of excitement from the lacrosse side to the kids night side. We're going to have, uh, you know, a kid's reporter on social, we'll have some other kids, taking on some other roles in game to uh, to help out and uh, get the youth involved in some of our regular game day production. DJ, PA announcer, all that kind of stuff. I'm going to have an assistant with me up uh, helping me out with the PA as well. So that's going to be pretty cool. I always enjoy that. That's a lot of fun. And uh, just seeing the kids once they kind of get started, a little bit nervous. But then once they get into it, they're belting out, Rosie, just as well as I do. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Anyways, I think that'll about wrap things up. TorontoRock.com gives you all the information you need to get to First Ontario Centre and Rock City this weekend and enjoy a huge matchup with the Toronto Rock taking on the Georgia Swarm. 5 p.m. Tell your friends. Early start. Early start. Sorry. 5 p.m. Don't miss that one. Uh, We are starting early and the game is on TSN. Obviously also at 5 o'clock live. So in the meantime and in between time, that's it. That's all. Another edition of Toronto Rock Total Access is over and done with. I'm Mike Hancock saying we will chat next week.